guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Single Moms podcast. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today we have a magnificent lady from the States. Her name is Tequila, just like the drink. She is a Christian singles coach. And I love the fact that you are a Christian relationship coach. So you can actually teach women and men that you need to have a Christ-centered relationship. And then that's how you can enter a relationship to be able to forgive, to be able to be long-suffering, to be able to, you know, have those kind of qualities to make a relationship last. You have to have two forgivers. You know, so I love the ethos surrounding it. I know I've spoken so much now, but please tell the audience a bit about yourself, your platform, what inspired you to create such a wonderful niche. Absolutely. First of all, thank you for that introduction, because girl, you already had a whole sermon. At the beginning of this, listen, girl, I'm like, I need the collection plate out because you are preaching. And to be fully honest with you, I was one of those women. I, my parents, they're still together. They will be married for 42 years, actually in December. Um, But for me, you know, I was the first to go off to um, college in my family. And so I experienced life in a completely new way. I met then my college sweetheart. We started dating. Um, Eventually we got married, had a child, and then we got divorced (laughs) all in the span of like years. And that is really what inspired me to um, become a Christian relationship coach, really focusing specifically on helping women prepare to be wives. Because I feel like, and even in, um, I'm married again, and I'd love to, you know, share that as well. But you go through premarital counseling, and a lot of your relationship advice, a lot of what you see is based upon what you see on television, it's based upon what you see on social media it's not reality. And I think that our society, we have put this, um, this space with women on who we should be as wives. And it's really for us to get in a space with God and say, God, like, who am I? And how can you prepare me to be a godly wife for this husband? It doesn't mean that you let go of your desires, your wants, and your purpose that God has for you but it's also meant to prepare you as an individual. And I think premarital counseling is great. I did it, you know, with my husband recently, but I don't think the premarital counseling prepares you for who you are as a wife in Christ. And that is where my passion comes from. And I'm always super excited to connect with singles, to connect with women who are newly engaged and they're about to get married. And I think that is the time to really sit down and understand who am I as a wife and how can I move forward and honor myself, honor God and honor my husband in my marriage. So how do you find out who you are in in Christ and for you to be a a wife and a mother? Because I think ultimately a lot of times you, you don't really know. You're still trying to form a relationship with Christ. You're seeing what's on social media. Everyone's got couples, goals. And the, the idea, for me anyway, the idea of love or what love looks like, it's not pure. It's struggle love. I've noticed that a lot of times 
when I speak to certain couples that have been together for 15, 16 years, he's had one baby on her, um, mm -hmm. cheated here, done this there. And then that's when they say, yes, we've made it to this, to, to 17 years in this relationship. It's, it's kind of broken. So how, as yeah. a single, can you tell someone that this is how you're meant to handle relationships and this, and this is what a healthy relationship looks like? Absolutely. So the great thing for me is that I've been on both sides of the coin. Yeah. And the thing was, I've always believed I was raised in the church. I always had a relationship based upon what my parents told me. And as I grew, I recognized that the relationship that I had with God that was built on the foundation of what my parents started, it had to be my choice. Mm. So my first marriage, I was in a marriage where we both believed in God, but God wasn't the center of our relationship. And I think that in building a relationship in building a marriage, God has to be at the center. And that's truly what I believe. Mm -hmm. And I think before we get in a relationship with someone else, if we are fulfilled and we are filled with the love of Christ, then once we get into that relationship, it's like, God, I'm like so filled with your love. I'm so filled with your grace that I can extend forgiveness, that I can extend love, that I can extend all the things that you have given to me mm -hmm. because my cup runneth over with your love. And I think the thing is, is the reason why we are, we have these unrealistic expectations and we have all of these things that are unresolved in relationship is because the foundation with our relationship with Christ, like there's not a foundation. That relationship isn't complete. So we start looking for those things in other people and God never meant for those people to fulfill what only he can fulfill. So how did you develop that relationship with, with Christ then for you to actually feel fulfilled? Yeah, for me, it was really honestly getting to a place to, to get still. Mm -hmm. And when I was married the first time, I lived in my dream house. I had on a, a Christmas card, girl, it was the <laughs> family. I had all of that. But the thing was, is that I didn't have that full, complete relationship with Christ. And it really took me to not even necessarily lose everything. I chose to let go of everything. I chose to let go of everything to say, God, like I am here. I don't need anything else but you. And I really centered myself and focused on God. And it wasn't even just about going to church. It was about getting in the word. It was about being around people who were Christ-like. It was about being around people who had those relationships that were centered on Christ. And it was also about me getting to a place where I was fully ready to surrender it all to God. And mostly I was willing to be obedient. And there was a lot of things that God called me to do in the, that obedience during that time period where God's like, if you say that I have your full heart, do I have your full heart? And so that was the big thing for me. And I remember sitting in church week after week after week after week. And God was saying, girl, you need to raise your hand and rededicate your life back to me. And I sat there week after week after week, literally to the point of tears. It's like, you just know when like God is like pressed upon your heart, you just know. And I had never felt this feeling before. And funny enough, we were just talking about the snow. It snowed in Charlotte and um, I actually went to church. There was four rows of people. Normally there's like 20 or 25 rows. There was four rows of people and the sermon was the four habits of a healthy heart. 
And I remember so clearly that God called me to raise my hand and rededicate my life. And I raised my hand that day. And the weekend after Thanksgiving, I was baptized and I've never looked back since then. That's amazing. So what, what big mistakes do you see singles making nowadays then? Yes. So <laughs> I would say, uh, <laughs> Um, and it was funny, just, you know, I think there's a lot of different things, but I'm going to break it down into BS, but not the curse word. Okay. So the B, <laughs> the B I would say is blocking your blessing. I think that a lot of times singles get so caught up in not putting themselves out there, not being willing to put themselves out there. We've decided I'm going to find my mate sitting in church. He's going to be on the third row. He's going to have a cute haircut. He's going to have on these kind of clothes. He's going to have this kind of job. And we block our blessing. And I think that if we really center ourselves and we say, hey, God, like I'm asking God to bless me, but I'm also trying to handpick exactly who God is going to bless me with. Yeah. And I think that's one of the big things and big mistakes uh, that we make. I think also in blocking our blessing, I think we listen to other people. Mm. I think you get really caught up in listening to what other people think, um, other people's opinion, not even of the guys or the people that we're dating, but of ourselves. Like, girl, you're not ready. Are you sure you like him? I don't know, girl. I, would, I wouldn't date him. I mean, <laughs> think he has a good enough job. Does he make enough money? And so I think when we open ourselves up to the opinions of others and, you know, that's one of the places I think that we really block our blessing. I would say um, the second, the S would be staying stuck in the past. Wow. I think that we stay stuck in the past relationships, and we're hanging on to this dream of what we thought could be. We're stuck with the person. We thought we deserve better instead of just making the decision, hey, I'm going to move on with my life. And I think the thing about it, the quote that says, either we evolve or we die, right? Yeah. So if I'm evolving, if I'm growing, if it's two years later, if it's six months, however long it, it has been, if I am staying stuck in the path, then to me, that's saying I have not evolved. I haven't evolved past this relationship. I haven't evolved past who I am. I haven't evolved in my relationship with Christ that I'm staying stuck in this place that God has already given me the strength to move on from. But yeah. because of my own unmet expectations, I'm staying in a place for two years, for three years, for five years, some people it's 10 years. And you really have to ask yourself, why? Why are you staying there? And I think those are some of the really big mistakes that we make. And we just need to be more open to the possibility of what can be instead of focusing on what was. I absolutely love that, yeah. So what, what, how can women basically date with purpose? So I would say dating with purpose first is, you know, what we were saying earlier. I definitely think you have to have a strong foundation in a great relationship with Christ. And I think putting yourself out there, being willing to put yourself out there. But I also think it's about being intentional about you, what you want and who you want is in terms of a partner and not putting yourself in the position to where, you are settling because you just want to be with someone. And yeah. I think um, doing anything with purpose takes time. It takes intention. Um, it takes thought. And I think it takes stillness. And so I think, you know, sit down. One of the things that I do with some of the ladies that I coach with is that we sit down and we really, we write letters to ourselves. And yeah. in those letters, it's writing down like, 
who do I see myself as, as a wife? Like, what, do, what does that look like? How do I feel in that? And then we also write down the desires that we have in a partner. It's not about, well, he needs to be seven feet tall and have a, this kind of haircut and all of this stuff. The desires is more about your heart, right? How do they move with you? Is this a ministry? Like, how does, how does he treat me? What are the things that we do together? How do we serve God together? And that's really what it's about. And I think that when we put those things in place and we decide, hey, I'm going to be on a dating app, I'm going to go to church, wherever that thing is that you're intentional, that you create, you know, in your head, okay, what am I willing to do? How far am I willing to go? And how bad is this that I do? I want this, but also, is it aligned with what God wants for me also? Definitely. And I, I do think you're completely right in regards to dating with, with purpose, because no one actually gets into an Uber without knowing a destination. If you're going That's to right. try and get a, a, a house, you know, you have to sign certain documents. So we do so many checks and balances when it comes to exterior things. When it comes to the matters of the heart, we just go for it because he's got a nice smile or he makes us <laughs> laugh. So many like things that are so superficial, but then when you get to the 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 depth of the, the seed of a man is it is it a good is he going to give you good fruits or bad fruits and I see so many women that are in relationships that they're just in it because they want to have a some triceps and biceps but the person is yeah. not the person's not cultivating them spiritually their person's not moving them closer to God the person's not even helping them out with bills in the house right so, so what really is the point so I think that we really need to have like I love the fact that you said that you you teach the women how to write letters but we need to look at ourselves like Michael Jackson said um the man in the mirror we need to look That's at ourselves right. in the mirror and be like look what do I want what do I deserve and especially moms that have kids as well you have to think about the way this person is loving me this is how yeah. my child is gonna learn about love this is what my child's gonna emulate is this the kind of love I want my child to carry on to, to, to emulate? So we really need to be more intentional. Like you said earlier, we 100%. have to be intentional. And the thing about it as well, the one thing I would say about relationships that hurts, that's hurt me is the fact that it's waste, it's time. It's time. And the thing, time is something that you can't get back. So when you waste it, it's like you could have wasted seven years in a relationship that you knew from the very beginning wasn't aligned with where you were meant to be spiritually emotionally physically but you stayed there yeah you took the word right out of my mouth yeah we cannot buy back time and we have to be accountable for every single hour even down to the things that we say you know we have to be more intentional and and know what what do you want and let me even go back to what do you want actually most sometimes when I speak to people and I'm like okay you're you you say that you I don't know whether it was with winter where people wanted to have that cuff cuffing season whereby everyone wants to be in a relationship so I'm yep. like so what do you want in a partner oh he has to be tall he has to be good looking but I'm like no no but what do you what kind of character that's right and that's the thing that I think I've missed it as well in the past it's kind of like look at the characteristics of the man is this person reliable does this person follow through does this person take issues to god and not to another woman's bed you know like right. we absolutely really need to establish what we want and what we want in another person that's so, right and you know it's funny you said um especially 
women, you know, who have, who have children, mm -hmm. you're their, that ex their example as well as your partner. And that was so important for me, um, you know, with my new husband is making sure that he was someone that my daughter could look up to mm -hmm. that if my daughter, once she got to the age of dating, that he showed those characteristics, those godly characteristics of a man that I would be okay to let my daughter go on a date with. Yeah. And my daughter and I, I'll share this story with you. We had gone to, to dinner and my daughter calls my husband, um, Nene. Mm -hmm. And so my daughter and I were meeting him for dinner and she and I were sitting in the car and we got to the restaurant before um, he, he arrived. And so I said to my daughter, I said, well, Emma Grace, I said, we'll just go ahead into the restaurant and we'll just wait on Nene inside the restaurant. My daughter at the time, I think she was six years old. And I mean, I will ne I never will forget that moment the rest of my life. My daughter says to me, mommy, Nene always opens the door when we get out of the car. Oh, so sit in the car and wait for Nene to get here so he can come and open the door. Oh, that is so beautiful. Oh, and I was just like, oh, my, it was just such confirmation for me for the fact that it's like she is paying attention. And the, the little things that I thought she wasn't paying attention to, she was paying mm -hmm. attention. And it shows how what we do, how we do it, the people that we bring around our children, they see that behavior, they are looking for that type of behavior. And so therefore that's the, the characteristics that they will someday look for or become in terms of being a partner for someone else. Oh my Lord, we all need a nene guys. We all yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on celibacy then? Because I think that, um, with me, even with people that I thought that were Christians, quote unquote, when I bridged the conversation with them, that like, look, I kind of want to wait. It's been like very, very hard to find a, a man that was willing to wait in, in 2022. So how, what are your thoughts on giving women advice on celibacy? My advice is to wait. <laughs> <laughs> That is my advice. So I will, I will say this, you know, early on, um, in my first marriage, I met my, my first husband when I was in college, girl, I didn't know anything, you know, he, I mean, he was a nice guy. Don't get me wrong. But you know, when you're 18 or 19 years old, you're looking for different, <laughs> different things than when you're, you know, older. Um, but I will say that with my husband, that was something we were very intentional about. And I'm not going to sit here and say that it was easy. I will not say at all it was easy. <laughs> However, the thing that I told him early on, like we can't do this walk with God halfway, right? Mm -hmm. So I can't say, God, I'm in it. I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to trust and have faith in you. But God, I'm going to slip a little something, something over here <laughs> on the side <laughs> yeah. every now and again, God, but then you can reel me back in. And like I said, it was, it was hard, but the two of us were committed. And these are just my personal thoughts. I haven't actually read this anywhere, but it's, there's something to me that when you're not celibate, it almost prolongs dating, if that makes sense. That's just my personal opinion. And when I, when I say that, I feel like, because when you give in a person everything, I don't know if it's this like, gosh, like this is the person that I want. I want to spend the rest of my life. 
how do you get to that place? And I think with us, it's like, okay, we built intimacy on a different level. And I think that when people decide to wait, you build intimacy on a different level. Your conversations are different. The way you're looking at each other from across the room is different. Your conversations on the telephone are different. It's just a different feeling. And your relationship with God just see, is just so much stronger. Um, so yes, that is my opinion, girl. I say, wait. <laughs> and, and again, I think the thing about it is, is that when you meet that guy and you have that conversation, what does that look like? Because I truly feel like if it's someone who is wanting to get married, that's something that they, they desire. I think it's different if it's someone who wants a casual relationship, they're not looking for something long-term. Yeah. I definitely think that would be difficult, but if it's someone who wants to be married and you're building towards that, to me, it's like, okay, we can do this thing together. Like you have the characteristics of the person that I feel like is my helpmate, that God brought to my life so that we can serve him and build a ministry together. You will be able to wait. And then girl, you can just tell him it'll be worth the wait. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I think I read somewhere on social media um, that there's no greater love than a, a man willing to wait to, yeah. to have that kind of intimacy with 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 you and it's funny I, when I was doing some bible study a couple of weeks ago I can't remember who it is now but he wanted to marry this man's daughter and he, the, he said you have to work seven years <laughs> you have to work with four yes. years for seven is, years Rachel I think we have and uh, Rachel in the yes bible. yes yeah. So can you imagine a man in the Bible waiting seven years and another seven years just to even kiss, to kiss a woman? That's right. That's <laughs> and some right. guys can't even wait like six months, a year. So it's just, it's just wild to me, this generation that we're in right now. That's but right. And he was willing to work. And even after he was tricked, thinking that he was going to be able to marry his bride, he still went back and he still worked. And that's like love on another level. It's like, I you know, can't when even imagine it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's some, right. Yep. And some guys can't even wait one year. They can't wait two years. Like, and they can't even go to marriage counseling. Some of them, some of them will be like, oh, let's just get married. I really even need to do marriage counseling. But he was actually working, toiling. Yes. To, to get her number. <laughs> right Jacob said girl I will do whatever it takes I will literally be your father's slave for however long just to be with you so it's it's one of those things that when a guy says I can't wait all you say is you be Jacob Mm, mm, (laughs) definitely so I was gonna ask you so when do you think it's um as a single mom especially you should introduce your potential partner to your children what advice do you give to your clients Yeah, I think it's different, obviously, you know, for everyone, for me, you know, if you are, you know, I work with women who want to be wives, that is their desire. And I think when you reach that place where you see this, your partner, you see a guy and you're saying, Hey, you know, this is someone he loves the Lord. We have a great relationship. This is my thing. Are we going to church together? Are we doing other things outside of just going to get coffee? I think there has to be an establishment of a, the relationship B, it's his character, is who he is, in particular, if you have daughters. That, I mean, that is just, you know, my personal opinion. And if you see this some this person as someone who can be in your life long-term that you would potentially, you know, have a long-term relationship with and eventually marry, that is just my, my thoughts about it. 
listen, I joke with my, my husband all the time. My husband is a physician and he's great at what he does, but I have a daughter to protect. So girl, I ran his, his uh, plates and everything. I, I took a picture of his plates. I had a friend who's a private investigator and I, you know, because it's like, this is my child. I still have to make sure, you know, and protect my child. But I think, you know, when someone has displayed, you know, that character, they displayed um, being someone that you can trust, mm. you can trust your, not only your heart with, but your, your children, because your child is a part of your heart. And I think that God will lead you, you know, in that way. And I think um, Maya Angelou's uh, quote, when people show you who they are, believe them. If he's shown you signs that aren't good signs for them to be around your kid, keep it moving. You know, as women, we want to save, we want to like nurture, we want to fix and all of these things. Uh Um, But no, we're not trying to fix any partners that could potentially be, you know, stepfathers for our children. Yeah, Mm -hmm. one of the days that we do free project management. No, no, no. (laughs) That's right. Those days are over. Yeah. Also, where did you meet your partner then? Yes, I actually met my partner. um, I met him at work. Um, I was in pharmaceutical sales. I am in a similar, um, day job now. It's not in pharma, but I met him years ago, um, at work. I call on different physicians, um, in the area and outside of the state. And so that's how we met. We connected and, um, years later, our paths crossed and he is my husband today, which is crazy. I know we're coming up on our, he actually proposed to me February 12th of last year. Oh, so anniversary. Yeah, we're coming up on the proposal uh, year. And I mean, it's just, it's been awesome. Um, And he's such a blessing uh, to me. And we really do have a ministry together. And I think uh, that's what's so special. And we're actually going this weekend. We're going to go pray over our property where we're going to build our house and um listen honey and i'm letting him lead that's another thing you gotta let you lead i love that so soon as you said you're going to go and pray with your property i would love you to pray for some singles that are listening right now to maybe a single that's had her heart broken a single that wants to break possible soul tie a single that actually would love to be a wife and sometimes as as women we desire the that 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 we have a desire to be some to belong to someone and a desire to serve, a desire to, to have a cheerleader as well. I think that's something that I've experienced that I miss in relationships, just having someone to say, this is what happened at work. Just, you know, just to bat a decision off of. So could you pray for, for singles that um, are in the waiting game or in a waiting room to, to pick whichever exit that they're gonna go down and pray for wisdom especially for for us especially in a time like this where there's so much uncertainty that god will god will give us certainty in regards to the best decisions that will glorify him and him alone not ourselves or not daquan (laughs) that's right absolutely (laughs) heavenly father lord we just thank you so much for this time together lord we thank you for every single woman under the sound of my voice every single woman who finds themselves singles but Lord, they are desiring more. They are desiring a connection with you 
through another heavenly father. Lord, we just pray that they lay their wants, their desires and their needs, Lord, before you, that they humble themselves, that they humble their hearts, Lord, and that you will provide them wisdom. God, you will fill their hearts with love. You will fill their hearts with peace, Lord, so that they can come to you with a humble heart, with open arms, Lord, for you to show them what it is that you desire for their lives, Heavenly Father. Lord, we know that in all things, Lord, you are at the helm, Lord. We know that you are walking in every single step with us, Lord, and we know that you are going to provide. Lord, you say, ask and you shall receive, Lord. Knock and the door will be open. Lord, I pray that every single woman, Lord, that you will bring them to this podcast, Lord, to receive your word, to receive in their hearts, to know, Lord, that every single thing, Lord, that you have desired for their life will come to pass, Lord. We just pray that you will surround them with your light. We, sur we pray that you surround them with your presence and all of those who are around them who are distracting them for the love, God, that it is that you are trying to give to them, Lord. We pray that you will remove it. Lord, there are so many distractions, Lord, right now that are around us, be it social media, be it television, be it the friend, Lord, that is sitting next to us in the cubicle beside us, Lord. We pray that you will block out those voices Lord, so that your voice is the only voice that we hear. Mm -hmm. So that when you bring that person forth, Lord, that we see them in a new light, that we see them in a new way, Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. Lord, we pray for sight. We pray for vision. We pray for wisdom. We pray for peace in all of the hearts, Heavenly Father, that come here, Lord. Mm -hmm. I pray, Lord, over this podcast, God, that yes. you will just continue to expand it to not only hundreds, but thousands and thousands, Lord, because because we know that every single person that comes here, Lord, you have put here for a reason so that they can receive your love, so that they can receive your grace, so that they can receive your mercy. Lord, we pray that any woman that has come here, Lord, who is stuck in her past, who is stuck in a place, Lord, where she has not been able to receive grace, who is stuck in a place of guilt or shame, Lord, that they will be freed of all of that in this moment that they will know, Lord, that you see them, that you love them, that you forgive them, that you have given them grace, that you have given them mercy to carry forth, God, that you have forgiven any little thing, Lord, that they hold in their heart that they are unable to let go of, mm -hmm. and that their partner, that their husband, their future, Lord, it is before them, Lord. We pray that you will give them the vision to see. I pray, Lord, that you will give them the ears to hear the sound of their partner's voice, Lord. Mm -hmm. I pray, Lord, that you will just cover them in this moment, that they feel the embrace with their eyes closed of their partner, hugging them from behind and whispering into their ear, I love you Amen. just as you love us, Heavenly Father. Amen. Lord, thank you so much for this time today. God, I pray that every single person who hears this, that they will go forth and they will continue to serve you, Amen. that they will serve you in the place that you have called them, Lord. And we know that you won't carry us forth until we serve you right where we are. That is the person that is in our home. It's our child. It's the person who is passing us in the hallways at work, that we serve you there and that you will bring us partners, that you will bring us friends, that you will bring us people around us, Lord, that when we do form this marriage in your holy, holy name, Lord, there are people who will pray over it. There are people who will continue to pray as we move into 
30 days, a year, five or 10 years, Heavenly Father. Lord, thank you so, so much for your grace. Thank you for this time together, Lord. We are just so grateful. And in all things that we do, Heavenly Father, we honor you, we worship you, we praise you in your holy, holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so, so much. I really appreciate the prayer. We appreciate the prayer. Where can people find you on social media for Christian coaching? Absolutely. You can find me at Tequila Shamir and that's T-A-K-I-L-A. Shamir is S-H-A-M-E-R-E. And I am on Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook as well. I would love to connect with you all. And even if it's just for prayer, please feel free to reach out to me um, anytime. It has been such a blessing to connect with you. I know that there is nothing that is ever of coincidence that God connects us for a reason and for a purpose. And I'm so, so grateful that I was able to connect with you today. So I seriously wanna just say thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. You've been amazing. Thank you for the prayer and yeah. Good luck with everything. Thank you. And same (laughs) to you, same to you. Um, I just want to honor you and say publicly what an incredible job that you are doing. Um, all of your guests, just like I said, I drive in my car all day. So I just put your podcast on and I listen through my day and it seriously brings me joy. I feel like I know you. I feel like we're friends and I truly believe that you are carrying on the will of God in your life and you are doing what he has called you to do. So God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate it. I'm going to get a bit emotional. Thank you so much because it's so sometimes it's just like I I, you know you, you doubt yourself like oh should I just give up? Should I just you know just stop doing what I'm doing and I'll get a message from someone or you know, it's just, yeah, God has a way of just putting people around and make, letting you say certain things like that, that just encourages me that, you know, I'll just keep on pressing on. Yeah. And you just remember on. that God left the 99 girl for the one. So Ooh. that's what I tell myself every day on my Instagram page. God, if I am able to just bless one person in your name, that is enough. And I think, and I know we're, we've got to go, but I think social media in our world has made us think that we need thousands upon thousands of people to feel like we are doing the will of God. And again, it's just one. And listen, you have blessed me today. I will be your one. And I'm sure there are thousands of others, but if we are blessing one person in his name every single day, like what a joy and what a blessing that is. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you so, so much. I'm not losing control.